0: Lesson 10. Be solution-oriented. Great inspirations of genius, great discoveries, great insights, or even the important insights in a person's individual life come from levels of consciousness that are not necessarily rational. They can be justified later on a rational level. But if you look at the lives of great pioneers, whether in science, or in business, or in the arts, or uh, in any field, you will find that their inspirations came to them when their minds were still, possibly in a dream, possibly in sleep. But there's a level of awareness that evidently we all have that uh, is not the same as this thinking mind. Now here's the difference, basically, that the thinking mind analyzes. And therefore, the thinking mind is problem-oriented because it sees how this is different from that. It sees how things don't relate to each other and doesn't see them as a wholeness. Therefore, it sees things in terms of problems, of difficulties, of all the obstacles in the way of accomplishment. And if you will listen to group dynamics sometimes, a group discussion of people who are... Talking about some new proposal, let's say, the voice of reason is very often the negative voice. The voice that says, yeah, but, and it sounds full of common sense, and it sounds full of uh, uh, the kind of logic and reasoning and wisdom that everybody ought to listen to. And yet, if you listen to the people who, or study the lives of people who really accomplish things, well, you know the expression, they laughed at Fulton. He thought to make a ship that wouldn't sink, but he wanted to make it out of metal. And everybody laughed, metal doesn't doesn't float. Metal, of course, sinks. We all know that. But he knew that if he made the vessel large enough, it would displace uh, less water, the amount of mass that was contained in that ship, and therefore the ship wouldn't sink. And he was proved right. Well, this has been true down through the history of science. And I mentioned science in this case, Uh, particularly because science has always been touted as the uh, way of action, the approach to truth that is reasonable par excellence. In fact, the great discoveries have not been reasoned. They've been super reasonable, super rational. Einstein discovered his uh, theory of creativity in an instant, and then it took him many years to be able to express that in such a way as to make it convincing to a few other people. Another interesting thing about Einstein Edison would be another example. They were both people who were considered to be uh, doomed for failure by their teachers in school. Edison was sent home very early as being unteachable. Einstein was described by his teachers as somebody who would never amount to anything. Because on that level of just thinking things through reasonably, seeing problems. Great minds don't think in terms of problems. Great minds are solution-oriented. Be solution-oriented for the simple reason that when you are you automatically put yourself in tune with that level of your consciousness from which solutions come. They won't come on on the rational level. The conscious mind is problem-oriented, and what it sees is problems. What it sees is difficulties. And those difficulties and that problem orientation will paralyze the will to the point where, in fact, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If, on the other hand, you learn to be solution-oriented, we might put it this way, that there are three levels of mind. We all know about the subconscious, but there's also a superconscious. It's from that higher level of awareness that we all function in one way or another. You know certain things have to be, will be, will happen in your life, will happen to others. How do you know them? There's a certain level of your mind that's aware. Um, A a very interesting author uh, of our time is Willis Harmon, and in one of his books he describes how a person who is asleep can hear buses rumbling by and not be disturbed at all. But then one little thing goes wrong, and he hears it instantly. Because there's this level of his mind that's conscious all the time. And that tells him, oh, here's something you should pay attention to. Some little sound that ordinarily you might not even notice, but it didn't fit the pattern. We're always conscious. There's no such thing really. It's wrong to speak of the unconscious, as some people do, because we're never unconscious. We're conscious on different levels and that level from which solutions come is the superconscious. On that level of superconsciousness, then, you want to learn to function as much as possible. That level is solution-oriented and when you think in that way, I've seen it happen like this, that when I need an answer, instead of saying to my mind, I've got a problem, I say, the answer, I've got an answer, and the answer is, and suddenly, right there, the answer is. I've lectured now for about 41 years, I can't tell you how many thousands of times, and in how many countries, and I never prepare a talk, almost never. Sometimes if I have a lot of specific points I might keep them in mind a little bit beforehand, but normally I don't prepare. And so I speak, in response to the audience and I speak according to the way I feel that their needs are at the time and it's happened quite a few times if you can imagine this that I've said now here's an important point and I don't yet have any idea what that important point is but I know it's there and I'm so convinced that my faith puts me into that frame where the important point comes it's never let me down there happens, in fact, to be an important point. I just have the feeling that there's an important point trying to make itself manifested, but it's not yet on a level of my conscious mind. Now, I don't know if you can make things happen that way. Maybe you can. Maybe you can do a lot better. But whatever the case, the more you think in terms of, there, not this is the problem and what do we do about it, but okay, there's a problem, but there's a solution. And that solution is, if you're solution-oriented to the point where your faith carries you Into the absolute certainty that there will be an answer given you, it will come. I was doing a slideshow a few years ago, and uh I I write music, among other things. I write books, I write music, I give lectures and uh build organizations, I do a lot of different things that you might say it keeps me off the streets. Anyway, I was writing this music, and uh I came to a point where I realized that this particular kind of music I needed it was sort of a medieval melody I don't even know medieval music but I got up from the typewriter to go to the piano in the next room with the absolute conviction that by the time I reached there a melody would come and in fact there it was by the time I sat down at the piano I had the melody and when I played it it was in fact a very medieval kind of melody well you can do this with anything in your life What you need to do is have the absolute conviction, not that you've got these great problems and something's got to be done about them, but that whatever the problem, there is a solution, and that solution is, and you come again with energy, when there's a lot of energy, a lot of concentration, a lot of uh, willpower, when you bring into play all these things that we've been talking about relative to the subject of magnetism, you will so magnetize that higher aspect of your mind that it will come. There's a book called Talks with Great Composers by George A. Bell, I believe his name was. Very good book, if you ever have a chance to read it. It talks about how the great composers all received their inspiration from some uh, source, but they knew it would come. It isn't as if they were waiting passively. They made it happen by their absolute faith by the absolute conviction with which they sat down to write a piece of music and said, okay, I need this kind of music, and that music is, and it was there. Put willpower into it, put positive, strong, enthusiastic, magnetic expectation to it. into it, and you will see that whatever solutions you need will be there. There's something that the American Indians used to say that wherever there's a poisonous weed growing, nearby you'll find the cure for that poison. Well, that's true in life too. Wherever there's a problem, there has to be a solution because the two go side by side. They, t- they go together. They're a part of a whole. There can't be a problem without a solution. It would be an, an insufficient thing. And yet people living in this world usually see only problems and imagine that there is no solution possible. It's because their whole mind bent is wrong. Change that mind bent and you will change your life.